0: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au.
1: What is the best defense to use when lustful thoughts come your way? Here's the answer. It's the Word of God. That's
0: why you need to know Scripture. If our minds are full of God's Word won't be any room for thoughts to the contrary. Pastor Greg Laurie says, fill up on the Word of God.
1: Look, it's a good thing to carry a Bible in your purse or in your briefcase, but the best place to carry the Word of God is in your heart. Carry it in your heart. Memorize it. This is
0: you know a lot about. Maybe you're a sports fan, or you like history, maybe you know all about songs on the radio, or you're a bird watcher. When someone says something that's inaccurate in your particular speciality, alarm bells go off in your mind. No, no, no. Well today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie says we should each be specialists in Scripture. And when Satan tries to plant a thought that's contrary to the Bible, right away we'll say no, no, no.
1: in the Sermon on the Mount tonight. So I'm gonna ask you to grab your Bible and turn to Matthew chapter five. The title of my message is How to Overcome Lust and Protect Your Mind. Let me take a quick poll before we begin. How many of you have ever been tempted to sin? Raise your hand. You've been tempted to sin. How many of you have ever given in to those temptations before? Wow, this is a sinful crowd. You guys need to hear. No, my hand was up with yours as well. Have you ever heard of the fiery darts of the devil? They're like flaming arrows from hell that he fires at your brain. That doesn't mean you're a wicked person, though you are. But what it does mean is that you don't have to let that thought into your mind. It sort of knocks at the door of your imagination and you can say, ah, uh, no way, I'm not thinking about that. Or you say, hey, come right in and make yourself at home. That's up to you so it's not a sin to be tempted. And let me take it a step further. If you're not being tempted, something's wrong with you spiritually. Why would the devil waste his time on someone that is not a threat to his kingdom? So if you've been coming under spiritual attack lately, that could be an indication that you're on the right track and that you're a threat to the devil. So let's answer the question, where does temptation come from? Now our immediate answer would be, well the devil, of course. And there's truth to that, but we need to understand we play a key role in our own temptation. Listen, Satan needs our cooperation in this area to give in to temptation. Where there is no desire on my part, there is no temptation. We blame a lot of things on the devil and rightly so, but we too are responsible. Now if you stop and think about the last time you gave in to any sin, chances are it started right here. Started right here in your imagination and then it led to actions. That's why it says in Second Corinthians eleven three, I'm afraid that as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds will somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. So it's your mind. Starts in your thinking. Uh, second Corinthians ten, four it says, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. We capture our rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So when those thoughts come, it's like, Yes, you can come right in. No, you are not coming in. You are not welcome here. So let's see what Jesus said now about how to deal with uh lust and uh immorality. How to keep our mind clean. Matthew chapter five, verse 27. You've heard the commandment that says you must not commit adultery. But I say, who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. We'll stop there. So Jesus is not talking about a casual glance here. He's talking to a person who is engaged in a continual act of looking. In this usage, in this context, uh, this is not talking about an incidental or involuntary glance, but an intentional and repeated gazing with the express purpose of lusting. So it's not just, oh wow, look, there's a pretty girl, or oh, there's an attractive guy. No, it's not just that, because you're gonna notice that. No, the difference is, no, there's a pretty girl or I'm going to go find a pretty girl or an attractive guy with the intention of lusting after them. It's a different thing. And this isn't just for men looking lustfully at women. It's also for women looking lustfully at men. Or men looking lustfully at men and women looking lustfully at women. Just anything outside of God's order. And so If you look at a woman or a man to lust after her, it's like committing adultery. So what's the solution? You ready for it? Let's find it. Verse 29, Jesus tells us what to do. If your eye, even if it is your good eye, causes you to lust, gouge it out and throw it away. If your arm causes you to sin, even your best arm, cut it off. Well, there you go. (laughs) Sounds like a good solution to me said Greg are you making fun of the bible no i'm just pointing out that obviously jesus is not speaking literally do i have to say that i hope you know even if i gouged out my right eye i could still sin with my left eye right even if i sin with my right arm i could still sin with my left arm or my left hand and so the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart you see so it all comes down to the heart so what is jesus saying in this culture The right hand was considered the dominant and best hand. Sorry if you're a southpaw. And the right eye was considered the dominant and the best eye. So Jesus is saying not just cut off your arm or pluck out your eye, but pluck out your best eye, cut off your dominant arm. The point is simply this. Whatever would cause you to fall into sin must be dealt with decisively and quickly. This would be, for instance, um, let's say you have a struggle with your computer. It's always when you go online, you're looking at all this stuff. Okay, you can put filters on your computer. You can give your password to other people so they can look at what you're looking at on your computer. But let's just say that doesn't work. You literally could get rid of your stinking computer if you had to. If that's what it took to keep you from being trapped by lust, would that not be a practical step to take? Or how about your phone? I think some people would rather cut off their right arm than give up their phone. But you know, if your phone is your problem, you know, stink and trade in your smartphone and get one of those old school type phones that actually only make phone calls, right? Remember those? They still exist. You can buy them. You can't view media on them. You can't look at Instagram on them. You can't post in them. You actually use the phone to make phone calls and that's it. That's the way it used to be in the old days. Now we carry these powerful computers around in our pocket that give us access to a lot of great things and a lot of really horrible things. And so we have to be very careful. But do what you need to do. Now you may have heard this story, but there was a man who was out climbing rocks. His name was Aaron Ralston. This happened a number of years ago. In fact, a film was made out of his life called 127 Hours. So Ralston was climbing in Utah when a boulder shifted, pinning his arm. He tried everything he could to get out from under this boulder. Nothing was working. Two days passed. He was hungry. He was thirsty. He was cold. And the only way he could get out of there was he was going to have to take the worst step imaginable. He was going to have to cut off his own arm if he wanted to live. I guess he figured better to be alive with only one arm than dead with two. So he took radical action but it illustrates the point that Jesus is making do what needs to be done. Lay aside those things that would pull you down.
0: Great to have you with us today for a new beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, a very practical message today called How to Overcome Lust and Protect Your Mind. And Pastor Greg, of course, is from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. I hope this is really helpful for you. Let's continue. Okay, so now...
1: What is the best defense to use when lustful thoughts come your way? Here's the answer: It's the Word of God. Remember when Satan tempted Jesus in the wilderness? He said to Jesus, who had been fasting for forty days and forty nights, "Hey, why don't you take that rock and turn it into a you know an in and out burger?" Well, that's not what the Bible says. It says a piece of bread, but turn it into some food. And Jesus responded, "It is written." Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Lord. Oh, the devil takes him to a high point of the temple. Why don't you jump off of here and the angels will catch you. Jesus says, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. The devil tells him to fall down and worship him. And Jesus says, it is written, you shall worship the Lord God and him only shall you serve. How did Christ defend himself against the onslaught of temptation? He used the word of God. That's why you need to know Scripture. Psalm 119, verse nine says, how will a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Psalm 119, 11 says, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Look, it's a good thing to carry a Bible in your purse or in your briefcase. But the best place to carry the word of God is in your heart. Carry it in your heart. Memorize it. Well, I can't memorize stuff. Yeah, you can. You memorize all kinds of stupid stuff all the time. You know you do. I I have jingles in my mind. I wish they'd go away. Stats and information that means nothing going back decades is lodged in my brain. Don't tell me you can't memorize God's Word. I have verses in my mind memorized that I learned when I was 17 years old and they're still in the brain today. And those are precious to me. One of those verses is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It may have been one of the first verses I ever memorized, which says, oh man, I forgot it. No, I remember. (laughs) It says, there is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God who is faithful will not allow you to be tempted above what you are able, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So that basically is saying, Whenever you've been tempted, there was always a way out, wasn't there? There was always a way out. Sometimes it was as simple as the door, the off button, the termination of a conversation, or whatever it was. There was always a way out, and there is always a way out. So memorize the Word of God. Fill your mind with the Word of God. Know the Word of God. And sometimes I even quote it out loud when things come my way. I'll quote Scripture. You know, it's interesting because uh In the armor of God given to us in Ephesians 6, we're to take the helmet of salvation and have our feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace and the shield of faith. But what is our sword? The sword of the Spirit. And what is the sword of the Spirit? Who knows? The Word of God. The sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. It's the one offensive weapon God has given us in our spiritual armor. And so when you're dealing with temptation, you pull that sword out and you use that sword and you use the Word of God and let it help you. There's an old Puritan expression I read that I really like. It's the expulsive power of a new affection. The expulsive power of a new affection. What does that mean? It means something is so powerful that it's more attractive to you than the other thing. You want to get a child to drop something, give them something better in its place. And they'll be playing with their, whatever it is they're playing with. And then you go, check this out. Right? The new affection is the Lord. The new affection is a relationship with Jesus. The new affection is walking in closeness with him. That's the expulsive power of a new affection. Expulsive meaning it pushes the old stuff out. I don't want that stuff in my life anymore. I don't want that garbage in my life anymore. I have something far better in its place and the far better thing is knowing God. (laughs) So let me close by asking, do you know God? You may know about God, but do you know God? And do you know Him in a personal way? See, this is why Jesus came and died on the cross for our sin. Because we've all broken His commandments and we've all fallen short of His standards and we've all messed up. Every one of us have given in to temptation. Every one of us have done things we're ashamed of. But here's the good news. Jesus shed His blood for every sin you have ever committed. And if you'll admit your sin, not make excuses for it, not blame it on someone else, not even blaming it all on the devil, but own it. Say, yeah, no, I did that and I shouldn't have done it. And if you'll turn from it, repent of it and ask God to forgive you, He will. And maybe some of you need to do that right now. Maybe there's some of you here that don't have the confidence that Jesus is living inside of you. You don't know for certain that if you were to die, you would go to heaven, but you would like to know that. That can happen for you right now. And we're going to pray. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to ask Christ to come into your life and an opportunity for others who maybe have sinned to ask the Lord to forgive them. Let's all bow our heads for a prayer. Father, thank you for loving us so much. You sent Jesus Christ, your son, to die on the cross in our place. And Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and laying your life down. And thank you for your incredible offer of forgiveness. And now I pray for any person here, any person listening, watching, wherever they may be, if they don't have this relationship with you, if they don't know you in a personal way, I pray your Holy Spirit will convict and convince them of their sin and bring them to yourself now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie with an important word of prayer. And as you've listened today, you've come to realize that you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord. Today is a great day to do that. And Pastor Greg would love to help you right now. I think people are surprised that it doesn't
1: take years to become a Christian. It doesn't take months. It doesn't take weeks. It doesn't take days. It doesn't even take hours. You can believe on the spot. And I would like to lead you in a prayer where you can ask for his forgiveness, a prayer where you can receive Jesus Christ into your life as your Savior and Lord. So if you want Christ to come into your life, if you want him to forgive you of your sin, if you want a second chance in life, if you want to go to heaven when you die, stop what you're doing and pray after me. These words, Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and I'm sorry for my sin. And I turn from it now, and I choose to follow you from this moment forward as Savior and Lord, as God and friend. Thank you for loving me and calling
0: me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you've just prayed those words with Pastor Greg and you meant them sincerely, know that the Lord has heard you and has forgiven you. And we'd love to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. The team would also love to pray with you. That's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. Well, next time, Pastor Greg offers some help for when all the burdens of life begin piling up. Just like when the rubbish bin is overflowing, it's time to take it out. We'll learn how to do that next time, right here on A New Beginning. This is the day, the day when life begins. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called How to Overcome Lust and Protect Your Mind. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on one 800 5011 or go to visionstore.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.